Hey there, welcome to the Love and Loss podcast, helping you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage and infertility. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson. In the spirit of Valentine's Day this month, I wanted to share with you my tips for keeping your relationship intact after a miscarriage or through a journey of infertility. Let me tell you my story first. I have a husband who uses humor to deal with discomfort. And most of the time, I love this about him. A good sense of humor is, is awesome for a relationship. But when I was confused and upset and not sure how to deal with all the emotions after my losses, humor seemed almost disrespectful. It made it seem like my husband wasn't grieving. At the very least, he certainly wasn't grieving in the same way that I was. And for a long time, his reaction made me feel very alone in my loss. In some ways, because he was making light of our situation, or that's how it felt. But it made me feel as though I was making too much of it. And then at other times, I just couldn't understand how he wasn't upset. It turns out that he was. He just didn't know how to express that he was. He also didn't really know how to talk about it, and he didn't know how to support me. He's not a naturally nurturing sort of person, and that contributed to me feeling more and more alone through the process. And nothing really changed as we went through a second and a third miscarriage and years of infertility in between. When I finally figured out that he was actually grieving himself, I realized that he was trying to avoid the pain and he was covering it up with humor. That's how he was managing it. He also didn't want to see me in pain. So making me laugh in his mind meant that I was okay. I also learned that for men, infertility or miscarriage is more about the loss of what could have been. For women, I feel that it's that, but there's also a connection with the baby that's much stronger. Everything is happening inside of the woman's body. So when there's a loss, or even when you get your period, we as women feel it both emotionally and physically. It's the loss of what could have been, but it's also the loss of what was. An egg, an embryo, a fetus, whatever the stage, whatever stage the baby was at, we we feel a connection with that in a, a much more physical way. And that impacts us emotionally as well. So once I dug into all the emotions and the intricacies of a relationship, I learned how to heal our relationship, to rekindle it. I learned what it takes to keep a relationship intact through the trauma of a miscarriage or infertility. And I want to share my tips with you now so that you can pick and choose what is going to help you keep your marriage or your relationship intact and not just intact, but in in a really good place. So here's my six tips. Number one, learn to support yourself. I've realized through my journey that we rely way too much on other people to make us feel better. Sure, there are, I'm sure you have people in in your life who are really good listeners, who are very good at support, but that might not be your partner. And ultimately, it's not someone else's job to make us feel good whether we're having those expectations of our 
husband or partner or somebody else. We need to actually take responsibility ourselves for how we feel. So I would ask you this, how would it feel to just let go of your expectations of your spouse to support you? Just contemplate that for a minute. Can you let go of the expectations of your spouse or anybody else for that matter to support you? It can actually give you quite a sense of freedom to loosen your grip on your husband or your partner and to release those expectations. And furthermore, he might be grieving himself and not even capable of supporting you as well on top of it. Remember that he may not grieve openly or in the same way that you grieve. So you might not even realize that he's grieving and he may not know how to support you. So what I want you to know is that there is plenty of support in the universe or within yourself, if you'd rather think of it that way. One of the things that I love to do when I'm feeling unsupported is to just get really quiet, call it a meditation, call it a visualization. I just really kind of get nice and quiet and I start to imagine my angels surrounding me, loving me, supporting me, even just imagining a, a set of loving hands on your shoulders or imagining yourself being surrounded with warm and white positive light can help you to feel really comforted. So learn to find that support within yourself rather than relying on somebody else. Number two, can you forgive your partner? Forgiving someone is not about them deserving your forgiveness. It's about you deserving to feel free. If you really tap into the feeling of resentment, you'll notice that it feels very constrictive. It's like a chokehold. Imagine for a moment how that might feel to let that go. Imagine how it would feel to just forgive your husband for everything, to just drop any feelings of resentment, any pent-up feelings of irritation. Forgive him for whether it's reacting differently than you to your situation, for not supporting you. Maybe his grief is coming out as anger or irritation. He's short with you. Forgive him for that. Forgive him for taking it out on you. Whatever it is that you're feeling in your heart, allow your heart to just let that go. Forgive your husband. Forgive, let go of any negativity you have towards your husband. So that's number two. Number three, can you make peace? Make peace with the idea that he may be okay with your miscarriage or with not having children. He may be okay with, with everything and how it feels. He may be okay with your situation. When it came to having kids, my husband could, could kind of take it or leave it. Part of him wanted kids. Part of him wanted kids because I wanted kids. But part of him was completely okay with not having them. And I had to make peace with 
with this. I had to make peace with his reaction to our losses and how he wanted to deal with our whole situation because it was very different than, than mine. He felt differently about our situation than I did. So he's going to handle it differently than, than me as well. So can you find it in, in yourself to make peace with however your husband or your partner is handling your situation, except that he might feel differently than you do? So that's number three, make peace. Number four, muster up some courage. Can you find the courage to talk to your husband about how you feel, to ask him how he feels? Talk to him about he, how he feels about the next steps. What are the next steps in his mind? They might be very different than the next steps in your mind. Think about the timelines that he might be thinking of or that he might have in his mind. Um, keep the communication lines open as well. So things can change. Feelings can change. Um, the way that your husband felt in one moment might be very different in how he feels in this moment. So the way that we react or, or feel about a situation can change on a dime, really. So find the courage within yourself to keep talking, keep the communication lines open. Number five Inspire your passion. Can you reconnect with your partner on an intimate level? So you might not feel like having sex. After a miscarriage, you, you definitely will have some physical um, reasons not to have sex. Um, and you might emotionally not feel like it. But on a fertility journey as well, especially if you've been trying for a while, Sex can start to feel so mechanical, especially if you're going through IUI or IVF. See if you can rekindle some passion in your relationship, however small or however minor that passion might be. So even just getting close to each other again, even if it's just cuddles in front of the TV. And if you wanna take a step further or go a little deeper, Get your journal out and write down everything that you love about your partner. Go back to what initially attracted you to him. Just the act of recalling and bringing those memories to the surface can really begin to stir something again inside of you. So that's number five, inspire your passion again. Number six is about finding joy. So this part is something that I learned from Danielle Laporte, who wrote the Desire Map. Can you figure out what makes you and your partner feel joyful or peaceful or inspired or fulfilled? However it is that you want to feel. Reflect on the past six months or even a year and write down the moments that you loved the most. What comes to mind? What were the most joyful moments in the last six months or a year. Why did you love those moments? What kinds of feelings did they inspire? Maybe have your husband even do this as well and find the common ground between you. And then together, 
figure out a way to get more of those feelings, those feelings that you desire, the feelings that really make you feel good. Figure out a way to get more of those into your life right now. So that's number six. Find joy in whatever way you can. So let me just recap on those six, on those six tips. Number one is look for ways to comfort yourself. Number two is about forgiving your partner. Number three is about making peace with the idea that he might feel differently about your situation than you do. Number four, muster up some courage to talk about how you feel, talk about how he feels. Number five, inspire your passion again, however, however deep you want to go with that. And number six, find a way to get more of the feelings that you desire into your life right now, whether that's joy or peace, whatever those, those feelings, whatever makes you feel good. Find a way to get that into your life right now. So we've just walked through six tips for keeping your relationship intact after a loss, or even maybe making your relationship better after a loss. I hope these have been helpful. In honor of Valentine's Day, I'll be delving into some more ways to inspire passion this week in my private Facebook group. And I'll put the link to my Facebook group in the show notes in case you're not a member yet. Next week, I'll be getting into another challenging aspect of loss and infertility as a couple, one that many of my clients have been struggling with, and that's decision-making. There are so many decisions to make after a miscarriage or during a journey of infertility. It can be so exhausting, and it can also make you stuck, not knowing which direction to go and which decisions to make. So next, next week, I'm going to share some tips on how to navigate all that decision-making. I hope this episode has been helpful and I will talk to you next week.